Factor Podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? You are watching the first ever episode, season one, episode one of Lax Factor Daily. It's going to be a new morning podcast uh, that we put out. It'll be audio only. If you're watching this on video on YouTube right now, uh, the plan is we're going to do the first one uh, this Friday on uh, YouTube and audio only on anchor.fm. We're going to do all futures just on anchor.fm, uh, just audio only. We may do like a featured like once a week, do Friday's show on YouTube and there uh, early on, especially as a promotional thing. But the goal is put out more content, put out more audio podcasts and and start putting out content every single day for everybody. So this is that attempt. This is the first episode. And today we're going to talk about uh, something Paul Carcaterra put out on Twitter. He posed a question and I quote, how good is attack play heading into 2020? Here are five returning 50 goal scorers that are getting the Rodney Dangerfield treatment. No respect. And then he goes on to name some guys. And I want to talk about some of these guys as part of this new daily series. So he named five guys. So we have content for next week. We're going to do uh, this week. Uh, I'm going to do my first one, Corson Keeley. Uh, Robert Morris, junior attacker, and then we're going to do the rest of the guys on his list, and that includes Adam Goldner uh, from Penn, that includes Kevin Lindley from Loyola, that includes uh, Caraway from uh, uh, Georgetown, and Lanchberry from Richmond. So there's a bunch of guys that we can talk about. First guy, though, that we're going to talk about, Corson Keeley, Robert Morris, junior attacker. Now what we're going to do here is bring up his bio. So as I'm looking at at Keeley, he is going to be a junior in uh, 2020 from Everest Academy, Ottawa, Ontario. Kid is a, a, a lefty Canadian attackman. And as we look at his stats, he contributed right away as a freshman. He played in 18 games as a freshman. I think they said he started six or seven of them. 16 goals, 10 helpers, 26 points. So that's pretty solid contribution out of a freshman. 39% uh, shooting percentage and 73% on cage. Uh, Game-winning goal as a freshman. Man-up goal as a freshman. Nine ground balls to nine turnovers. Not bad. As a sophomore, Kid goes for 17 games, um, 52 goals, 10 assists. A huge jump in production there. Still same amount of dishes, but uh, the help around him and how he produced or how he he you know developed with that that group of players uh, took him to the next level here in points. He puts up 41% shooting percentage, so he improves his shooting percentage by about 2.6%. Actually, exactly 2.6%. Shots on goal percentage, 73.6%. Three game-winning goals, which is pretty crazy, out of a sophomore, and then two man-up goals, 33 ground balls, 21 turnovers, and four caused turnovers. Now we get back here. As we go game by game, I'll do game by game uh, after here. But uh, the main thing about Healy, that he's a nice Dodger. Yet another lefty Canadian. It's like there's something in the water up there in Canada. But Keeley's a dodging, offense-creating lefty Canadian. Not as quick and shifty as Cornell's T, and not as accomplished a sniper from outside as, let's say, uh, Denver's uh, Walker, uh, both Canadian uh, killers. But uh, both these guys, filth, filthy left-handed Canadian attackman that can dodge with the best of them. But Keeley isn't far behind them in terms of his dodging and uh, and finishing. He's not T, he's not Walker completely, but he he could get there by his junior or senior year and put up that type of quality in terms of output. 
but uh, he's close. He's not far behind those kids. His 51 goals with a 41.6% shooting percentage tells you what you need to know about the kid. He puts shots on cage. 73% of his shots on cage. That's because he's mixing it up and he's getting shots in close. He's versatile. And how he attacks you. A lot of Canadians, they like to keep you out front. They dodge from wings. They love going underneath. Something that Keeley definitely excels at. But he can also dodge from X. Get you on the high side if you try. Like if, you, if you're trying to take away the underneath on him or that rollback or that face dodge that he tries to put you underneath. He can beat you on the high side, wrap around, sh- snipe a shot off your forehead. So you can overplay him. But if you do, he's going to murk you that way too. Whether it's from wing or from X. What you see with a lot of Canadian, you know, one-handed uh, attackmen or midfielders for that matter is if you can guard the underneath, if you can dodge, guard that face dodge, meaning you don't let, you don't ever give them the high side. And then you just make sure you're protected or that you're helping when they get underneath you, which is what a left-handed attackman tries to do off that left wing. He's going to beat you. If you try to cheat a little bit too much, he's good enough to do that. So if you take that away, he'll wrap it off you on the high side, make you look silly. As with most Canucks, he's great in transition, broken plays, man up, man down. If you get him a spot, you know, surprise, he can burn you as a lefty finisher on a fast break. He can sting one from the backside of a man up. He can pick up a ground ball and go to the cooker. 33 ground balls, in fact, as a sophomore, so he can mix it up for sure. He can hit the open guy. He's not going to do anything crazy and have, you know, four helper outings, but if an open man presents himself, presents himself, he will hit him. Robert Morris has a lot of talent around him, so he will hit these guys. And then you get into, he's got help coming back. Robert Morris, they lost a couple of scores, and Tyson Gibson, he, he departs with 67 points, and Matt Schmidt, 41 points. Those are gone. But senior Ryan Smith comes back, as do his 37 goals and 19 helpers. Jake Brode, Boudreau, Boudreau. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Uh, He put up 15 goals, 18 assists last year. He's back for his junior year. Austin Popovich could see a jump in production as well with a little bit of burn opening up in front of him. I believe Popovich is going to be a senior. So you could just see the kids, the kids legit. The kid deserves to be talked about. I think of all of the guys on the list, this is one of them, especially because of his three game winning goals. This is a kid who really should be talked about. A couple of the guys that Kark was saying, Hey, nobody's talking about these guys. It's like, man, I've been talking about, you know, Kevin Lindley, although I've been talking a little bit less about Lindley and a little bit more about Aiden Olmstead for them. But, uh, you know, no one's sleeping on Lanchberry. No one's sleeping on Goldner. No one's sleeping on Lindley or Caraway. So I think Keeley, out of the five on the, this list, he is the one that people, including myself, were probably sleeping on a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's that's just not going to happen anymore. He's he's a good enough player, a solid enough player. that uh, and, and he made enough noise last year. Robert Morris loses a couple of guys. So coming into it, teams are going to be game planning for him. I think the, the benefit of him is that he's a little bit tougher than your average off-ball player to game plan for because he's a Dodger as well. So I think that you could almost expect to see maybe a little bit of his assist numbers pick up. He'll get past that 10, 10 assist plateau. We're not sure. If you look at what he did during the season in games, and uh, let's see here, puts up solid points against everybody. Penn State, first game of the year, two goals. Georgetown, a goal. That was his, one of his low outputs. Bellarmine, one and one. High point, five goals. Canisius, his lowest output of the year, one assist. I call one assist a lower output than one goal because scoring goals is a little bit cooler 
than scoring assists. Marquette four and one, Sacred Heart six and one. So we went on a tear where we had a five goal game, one assist game, four and one, six and one. Mount St. Mary's two and zero, oh, St. Joseph's four and two, Wagner six and zero, oh, Lehigh three and one, Cleveland State two and one, Bryant four and zero, oh, Hobart solid team two and zero, oh, Mount St. Mary's four and one, Hobart again two and one in the playoffs this time around. And then Virginia, four goals against Virginia. So that was huge in the playoffs versus UVA in that loss. I think they lost, what, 19-10, and he puts up four goals. So, I mean, that is a solid, solid season for a very good attackman. I think uh, Carcaterra is right uh, that people were sleeping on him for sure, but not anymore. You know, here we've talked about him now, and uh, Peacock has as well. And uh, that's pretty much it. As we're sitting here and we're doing these daily podcasts, the goal is just going to be find some news to talk about, find, you know, have a specific topic to hit every day. So I see things that you could look at on Inside Lacrosse. The U.S. Uh, Lacrosse releases their updated 24-man roster for t- uh, the 19 and under Team USA. We have Penn State, you know, leads the the preseason Big Ten rankings. Obviously, I mean that makes that that makes a uh, complete sense overall. There was something else that I was looking at. Um, I don't even know. Oh, the big one. NLL and BetMGM have announced a partnership where they will be allowing us, the the, the folks like us, to to bet on NLL games. Uh, BetMGM, they're going to set lines for all these games. I'm not sure when this kicks in. That was the only thing I wasn't sure on. I wasn't sure if that was going to, to be something that started happening soon so we can get in on this and start betting before this NLL season is over or if this is something that will uh, take place and and. and, and be realized in the future. So that will be interesting to see. Another thing that I liked, uh, I saw that Brian Costabile was picked as the ACC preseason player of the year. Virginia was picked as the number one team. Costabile is the preseason player of the year. I find that one odd because I feel like it's one of those honors that you give somebody because you know they're not really going to end up winning that award because that award is probably going to go to one of the players that plays for the team that wins the ACC, or at least that you know wins the regular season uh, portion of the ACC, because I'm not sure when they announce it. But I feel like Virginia's got the favorites. I mean, you could take your pick. It could be Matt Moore. It could be it could be Dox Aiken. Uh, it could be Kraus. I think w- any one of those three legitimately should probably be the ones considered for that 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 piece of hardware. Uh, but I feel like this is kind of cost to be able getting his. Uh, we, we, you'd see it. In with awards where it's like, hey, this guy's not going to win the award at the end, so let's give it to him during the preseason because it's still a recognition and it's something he deserves. Now listen, for the Notre Dame fans that are going to get mad, if you've listened to anything I've ever said, Brian Costabile, I believe, is in fact the best midfielder, um, if not the second best midfielder. Him and him and Aiken, I think it's between those two as the best midfielders in the country. And there's guys behind them. There's, you know, there's guys like uh, Chase Scanlon last year was an excellent midfielder. Not at their level, though, because he couldn't create. Sam Handley, I would say you'd have to put right below them. Uh, but it'll be he, he needs to do that again, have another season like that and do that again uh, in uh, 2020 for me to put him in their league. But uh, Costabile, nothing against him. I just don't think he is the best player in the ACC. I think that the best player in the ACC is probably based on how he played last year, Matt Moore. Uh, it could be even Michael Kraus, but uh, I just don't see it going to Costabile. But hey, I love him. I love to hate him. I, I hate him because he plays for Notre Dame and uh, sometimes he beats up on my orange. I love him because he's a hell of a lacrosse player, just a beast of a midfielder, has one of the quickest releases in college lacrosse, um, one of the best shots, one of the best dodgers all around, all around just one of the best middies. I think Docs Aiken is a little bit better of an all-around dodger 
than Costabile. Costabile's going to get you a good alley dodge. Costabile's going to get you a good sweep from out top. Costabile's not necessarily a dodge, re-dodge, dodge, re-dodge, or just dodge, re-dodge, re-dodge, re-dodge. Aiken, I think, can put the pressure on people a little bit more with a dodge and a re-dodge if he doesn't like what he did. Costabile, I think, has to has to get it down in that motion. But in terms of just all-around step-down shooting, he is better than Aiken. In terms of quick release, a little bit better than Aiken. But I think that dodging to the cage and creating Aiken's a little bit better than him. So those are my top two midfielders. So I don't mean to dump on poor Costabile for getting that ACC preseason player of the year. I just think that it's probably going to end up going to a Matt Moore type, you know, just pretty much as, as it goes to an attacker who beats people up really badly. I think that's going to be a thing. Um, and for anyone who didn't see it, I did a podcast with lacrosse analytics, uh, owner, uh, Gabe, we did a podcast and we put it out yesterday. So if you want to check that out, we broke down the PLL's protected rosters and things of that sort. So that'll be cool. And then one of the other things this daily podcast will let me do is name drop and mention D3 a little bit more, then a little bit less of a, you know, off the, in a little bit more of an off the cuff kind of way. It's hard to, to prepare for all the D1 stuff that I talk about during the week and then also do the same things and get in deep dive into D2 and D3. I think with this daily podcast, we can name drop a little bit more, just talk about stats, guys who had good weeks and things like that. So especially because the D3, they play a lot more games in, in the middle of the week. So we'll have a lot more to talk about in the daily show as it pertains to D2 and D3 lacrosse. Maybe we'll dive into women's, but I just don't watch women's lacrosse. So I don't think that's going to happen. So that is it. That is your first Lax Factor Daily. Uh, it'll be our new daily podcast that we'll put out every morning, Monday through Friday. And if you're lucky, we'll do a video version on YouTube on Fridays. But this is going to be audio only. So share it, watch it, listen to it on Anchor FM, but you can find it anywhere you listen to Spotify. You'll find it on Apple Podcasts. You'll find We're just going to layer them all in with our regular podcast. So if you're already a, a follower or subscriber of our podcast uh, via any of those podcast channels, it's just going to be looped right in with those. So you'll see these start to come across starting this morning. So that's it. Thanks for watching. We will be back Monday through Friday of next week for Lax Factor Daily. And then be sure to watch next week starting our NLL show on Tuesday and then our college show on Thursday. So we're going to do NLL show Tuesday on YouTube and via podcast. We're going to do college show on Thursday uh, via podcast and then via YouTube and all other platforms. And then we'll do this daily show audio only. So that is it. Thank you for watching. Be sure to go to laxfactor.com. See what we're doing. Buy yourself some swag. Support the channel. And the new thing, you can also support the channel uh, via Anchor FM. If you go to Anchor FM forward slash laxfactor, that's our page. That's where the podcast lives now within the anchor.fm ecosystem. And you can actually donate monthly. You can donate, I think it's 99 cents monthly uh, to keep us going. You can donate $5 monthly or whatever their other options are. So you can even support us that way now through Anchor FM. So go to anchor.fm forward slash lax factor if you want to become a donor and donate as little as 99 cents a month to help keep this thing going so that's it thanks for watching listening thanks for listening